Solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? People who want to control America will break any law, lie about any topic, and that includes a lot of the elite news media. We call it the wrap up smear. CNN claimed Nancy Sinatra was not happy about her father Frank Sinatra's song, My Way, being used at Trump's inauguration. Nancy Sinatra responded on Twitter. That's not true. I never said that. Why do you lie, CNN? Actually, I'm wishing him the best. We call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. Time incorrectly reported that President Trump had removed the bust statue of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval Office. That false news went viral. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear. CNN retracted a report claiming Congress was investigating a Russian investment fund with ties to Trump officials. And then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the smear that we made. It's a tactic. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends, to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It is a delight to be with you. Hour number two. Remember, you can catch us on our podcast. Just search Wendy Bell Radio. Give us a follow. Share us with somebody you like or want to help. And uh, give us a five-star review. Delighted to be part of your family. You know, I want to read you something, and I found this this morning. Uh, And it's it's very disturbing. Before I get into the new, uh, new things coming out of Hawaii today. There was a man by the name of LaShawn Thompson. LaShawn Thompson was arrested for something in Georgia. And he went to the Fulton County Jail. He could not meet his $2,500 bond. LaShawn Thompson died in the Fulton County Jail because of neglect. He was kept in a psychiatric wing of the jail. And when guards finally discovered that he had passed, they found his body being consumed by lice and bedbugs. And photos of his cell show conditions that you wouldn't treat an animal in. I don't have words for what I saw and what I've been reading about the human neglect. How many people had to walk by him and ignore him for 40 days in that psychiatric ward cell He never received medical attention and he died. And I guess we can say that the world has always known evil. That there's always been bad, dark, despicable, indescribable human beings, human filth. 
who could do things that you and I would find absolutely inconceivable. If I were to think of someone right now who I hate, and I don't know if I could really do that, I could never allow another human being to be neglected or tortured or to be basically ignored to death. We know we are not novices in this game of life. We know it's not fair. Some things, though, leave you breathless. The people in Maui who are struggling now to survive are seeing this darkness. They saw it earlier this month as it roared across their land. A fire that behaved in ways fire doesn't normally behave. Flames that burn homes don't normally traverse hundreds of thousands of yards across four-lane highways to jump into the sea and to burn all the boats. This fire did. You have to ask yourself why. But see, in America today, you're not allowed to ask why or how. Just ask Donald Trump. He's been indicted for daring to ask for proof of those election results. Not allowed to do that. We have people in this country who are going to wrap themselves up in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, to disqualify him, to take his name off of the ballot, who fundamentally do not believe in your First Amendment right to free speech. Walking hypocrisies. Isn't that amazing? I want to read you this because it's just absolutely... Maui video drone pilots as the government officials in the Hawaiian Islands shut down his drone during a flight over the suspected fire origin zone. Why would they do that? A licensed drone operator in Maui says his drone was grounded and he was visited by government officials because he flew his drone over the suspected origin site of the massive fire that ravaged Lahaina, Maui, killing over 100 and leaving around 1,000 people unaccounted for, including many children. Why aren't they telling us how many children? Why aren't they giving us the identities of, this pe- of these people? We had this on, on 9-11. We had an exhaustive list of the 2,996 human beings who perished then. We have a 1,000 likely who died just a couple weeks ago, and we know nothing about who they are, how old they are, where they were. This is one more incident of government secrecy that has caused great concern for residents. The claim by Lahaina resident Davin Phelps was reported on X, Twitter. Fox and Friends Weekend's co-host Will Kane 
owns property on Maui, was one of the first to report from Maui. And he posted, I don't want to feel ridiculous or feed ridiculous conspiracies, but all I can tell you is the truth. I just spoke to a videographer from Lahaina, Davin Phelps, licensed drone pilot, flying over Lahaina for the past week, and he has stunning and haunting images of Lahaina. Davin says he was hired by an attorney to fly, to fly his drone over the suspected area where the fire started. Where is the government doing this? Where is FEMA? They're not doing it. Why? And why don't they want this guy to do it? Apparently there's a no-fly zone over Lahaina now. Kane says, as you can see from the footage, though, that hasn't stopped this guy from getting images of Lahaina Town. But it was a different experience at the fire's origin. Apparently, licensed drone pilots fly through an app coordinated with the FBI. That app can deny you permission to fly and remotely ground your drone. Very rare. But when Phelps got to the suspected fire origin area, he was denied flight and he was grounded. And then he says two government officials does not remember what agency quickly visited him, asked for his license and ran him off of the Lahaina Intermediate School parking lot where he attempted to launch. So why the secrecy? Liability, accountability, or they don't want us to see. Then there's this story. FEMA order surfaces for media blackout of Maui disaster images. It wasn't just this drone pilot. It's now a blanket. Major concerns of mishandling and a lack of transparency in the investigation of this fire disaster. With claims of media restrictions on the island now, the current media landscape, this is on trendingpoliticsnews.com, seems determined to maintain a positive image of Joe Biden, especially evident in the coverage of the Hawaii incident. Two significant aspects underscore this narrative. First, Joe Biden's, of course, perceived aloofness. He doesn't care. He said no comment. He fell asleep at the ceremony. He reflected on his own house fire and lied about his wife almost dying, which was, of course, not true. But now there's a reported FEMA letter dated August 19th, 2023. That was the weekend that urges an official media blackout on new disaster footage. It was signed off on as a Justin Angel Knighton, who's director of FEMA's Office of External Affairs. So this email sent out by this cat from FEMA to various nonprofits asks them to immediately stop posting any images or videos while on the ground, effective now. Why? Why is this a media-free zone? Because something happened that they don't want you to know about. A fire that behaves in a way that fires do not typically behave. And now we're getting videos from residents. And I just posted one on my Twitter page, Wendy Bell PGH. 
of a guy from Lahaina, a guy who lives there, who says he tried to evacuate and every road he tried to get down was blocked by the police. They were all funneled into one road to get out. And you know what that road led to? The incineration of people and families in their vehicles because it was on that road, a four-lane highway, that that fire managed to make it across in its quest to reach the boats in the sea. Don't ask about that, though, folks. You make sure of that. Now you know how I feel. Completely turned my life around on many occasions. This is what Crystal King says. I've had many occasions of setbacks in my healing process with concussions and jaw issues and my neck. Dr. Charles Simkiewicz completely turned my life around. Lorna says it worked wonders for my son. He was in the 11th grade and was knocked out cold during a basketball game. We were referred to Dr. Simkovich because of the concussion he suffered and the issues related to it. With his intensive treatment program, my son has recovered and is now 21, going into his fourth year of college and then on to PT school himself. Thank you, Dr. Simkovich. The treatment works. It's not surgery. It's not smoke and mirrors. It's not getting you hooked on all sorts of drugs and medicines. It's about healing your brain. And it happens at the Simkovich Concussion Institute in less than a week. 412-366-3700. SimkovichConcussionInstitute.com. So the ultimate punch in the face, you've got a fire that is very suspect that behaves in a way that fire doesn't normally behave. You have that you have probably a thousand people dead and getting very few details about the people who've passed away. You have a media blackout, a media free zone. You have FEMA saying ground or the FAA grounding the the drones. And now you have FEMA officials staying in $1000 a night hotels. While the locals scrounge for scraps. Oh boy, wait for it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. All right, so anybody who's paying attention knows everything coming out of Maui is wrong. What happened is wrong. The response is wrong. Joe Biden is wrong. The media coverage of it is wrong. The lack of specifics about those who perished, wrong. The numbers of children were not allowed to know, wrong. They knew the winds were coming. They canceled school and they didn't shut off the power, wrong. The whack job liberal guy who refused to divert water so they could fight these fires for five hours. He was the keeper of the water because he wanted to talk about equity. Wrong. This might this might, though, just kick you in the face. Exclusive. FEMA officials are staying at one thousand dollar a night luxury hotels in Maui. Amid recovery efforts in Lahaina. If that, honest to God, was the option, if that was the only option, and you were a federal worker, an emergency management agency worker, who's on the front lines to see what happens in hurricanes and earthquakes and tornadoes, in floods, in fires, in all of it, Right? 
Would you stay at a $1,000 a night hotel when people lose everything? Well, now, if you're, you're a leftist, you would, because Joe Biden had no problem making up a fictitious story and reveling in it while talking to the people in Maui whose families were destroyed, incinerated. So is it a stretch? It's not. FEMA officials have been slammed by Maui locals for their slow response, but DailyMail.com can reveal that these people are staying at three, these FEMA officials are staying at three five-star hotels. The Fairmont Kealani, the Four Seasons, and the Grand Wailea Astoria. You know, those 450 FEMA folks. They got to put their feet up at night somewhere, you know, and why not? We're paying for that. So wait a minute. They're staying in, in hotels, Brock, that are more expensive per night than what the average Hawaiian household is going to be getting from the federal government, $704 or whatever it is. You sound surprised. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't even baffle me. I would be shocked if they weren't. Officials from the Federal Emergency Management Agency have been slammed by locals over their slow response. Blah, blah, blah. How many people homeless? But that's not stopped the under-fire agency from splashing taxpayer cash to put up more than a thousand. I under, I under said that. I undersold it. It's not 450. It's a thousand of its personnel. And at bank-breaking resorts in Wailea after the deadliest wildfire in the United States in more than a century that caused an estimated $5 billion in damage. Exclusive DailyMail.com photos show FEMA officials drinking at the cocktail par at the Grand Wailea Hotel on Friday, August 18th. Federal workers dispatched to the Maui disaster zone have been put up. Oh, my God. Where do they come up with these numbers? Remember when they shut down your businesses and made you stay home? They gave you, what, $600? Where, I never got anything, No. I don't know. What is the dollar sign of decency? Certainly not this. I, You know, and, and it all just kind of... It all kind of just piles on top of, of the story before it. Now we've got just a, a pile of filth. And we're not done yet. Because Jesse Waters last night on his primetime show, he absolutely eviscerated the argument that Joe and Hunter Biden weren't in business, in business together. He tears it apart. The deep dive into the video that proves they absolutely were. Don't miss this. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So it's been, a, it's been a fussy show so far for good reason. Let's just review where we've been. If you're listening to the podcast and you missed the first hour of today's show, using January 6th as the predicate, as a setup. To create the word insurrection in our modern vernacular, 
to use that as a predicate to preclude Donald Trump's name from being on ballots in the 2024 election. (laughs) That's dark. It's happening. It's been in play. And then to go ahead and delegitimize the Supreme Court because that's where the case is going to end up. And if you can create a storyline that the Supreme Court has gone rogue, that it's MAGA, it's far-right wackos. You know what? I don't know anybody who's a far-right wacko. I know patriots. I know people who will fight to save this country. And if these folks are not, if they're not careful on the left in the uniparty, they're going to stoke the embers of a revolution. The Civil War was fought in 1861, my friends, 162 years ago. Why? To prevent or ostensibly to argue about the westward expansion of slavery. They're stoking a new revolution. Because if Donald Trump's name doesn't appear on that ballot, people will revolt. It will happen. I believe that's what they want. Then we told you about Maui. The darkness. The silence. The FEMA folks living lavishly as the locals who lost everything sleep under tents. This is fair and equitable in their mind. This is respecting the cultural sensitivity of the area. Go suck it. How dare you? This, though, I never talked to my son about his overseas business dealings. My son never made a penny from China. My son has never done anything wrong. He's the smartest person I've ever met. Well, all that has come to unravel. Last night, and I have to give props to uh, Fox News, not a big fan of Fox, but when they do something right, they deserve to be uh, called out for it. Jesse Waters and his show, his producers go back and look at footage of Joe Biden as then vice president, making all sorts of various trips around the world as VP, going to foreign countries, right? Looking at the video. And what did they find? They found on multiple occasions, Hunter Biden hitched a ride aboard Air Force Two. Hunter Biden then exited the back steps of Air Force Two, along with the media, allowing Joe and Jill to take the glam, you know, spotlight on the front of the plane. They took the back steps. They took the back door. And he managed to get himself into that presidential limousine. And Jesse has proof of it. Isn't it so weird that these are the countries where the Biden crime family syndicate cashed in in a big way? In his own words, let's get out to you. And you know what? I was remiss in sharing the first audio soundbite with you. Jesse Waters last night sums it up and he says, you know what? These two were business partners. No ifs, ands or buts about it. Soundbite one. Vice President Joe Biden flew his son Hunter on Air Force Two more than just to China. After digging through hours and hours of raw footage from Joe Biden's time as VP, Primetime can confirm that Hunter Biden flew overseas with his dad at least eight times. These are trips we didn't know about because Hunter didn't walk down the tarmac next to his father. He avoided being caught on camera. It looks like Hunter snuck out of the jet through the back staircase. 
the ones put out for the press. And this means the press knew Joe Biden was flying his son overseas and hiding it. And they didn't report it. If you need any more proof positive that the Biden are the that the Biden, that the media are the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party have been and will be. That is the case, which is why I encourage you tonight, if you are inclined to watch the debates, go to Rumble. Don't watch Fox. Audio soundbite number two. Remember, we paid for this. We pay for Air Force Two. We pay for all of it. And Hunter Biden hitched a ride. Go. None of this footage has been altered in any way. It's indisputable evidence that Hunter Biden was using Air Force Two as business travel. Taxpayers funded Hunter's business travel so the Biden family can sneak around the world and get rich. Oh, sounds like a b- pretty bold comment there, Jesse. I sure hope you've got some proof for that. Well, in fact, he does. And it's going to start with video that they dug out of their own Fox News archives that take us back to 2013, February, if I'm not mistaken. Audio soundbite three. Back in February of 2013, Vice President Biden went to Berlin, Germany. There's Jill with him. Oh, wait, who's that? Oh, that's Hunter. There he is getting in the limo. What was Hunter Biden doing in Germany? Well, Joe was there for the Munich Security Conference. That's the same security conference that took the lead role in the Ukraine war. And at this conference, China was a major issue. Ironically, it was those two countries that ended up paying Hunter Biden. China and Ukraine, China and Ukraine. These names keep popping up, does it? Do they not? Then he was just getting started, of course. Then there was another trip. And this is where Hunter Biden was able to ink a $20 million deal for the Biden crime family syndicate. Go. Just months later, Vice President Joe Biden invited his son Hunter back onto Air Force Two for a trip to Asia. First stop, Japan. No sign of Hunter on the tarmac, but somehow there he is in the back of the limo. What's he doing in Japan? We don't know. And the next day, Air Force Two took Joe and Hunter to China. The infamous trip where Joe Biden shook hands with Hunter's Chinese client in the lobby of a Beijing hotel. After that handshake, a $25 million deal materialized between China and the Biden clan. And it doesn't stop there. No, it doesn't. And we're supposed to believe that the dots don't connect into the picture that anybody with open eyes can see. No, you don't understand. That's not what happened. No, see, you don't understand about, about inflation and all this stuff and Bidenomics. You're really doing a lot better than you think. You, you really are. They want you to believe. See, there's a prevailing narrative. And the prevailing narrative is predicated on you being either too stupid or too easily conned to believe what you're actually experiencing in living time whether it be your finances, your safety, any of it. No, 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 that's not what's going on here. And the media stayed silent about all of this. And Jesse goes on. He's right. And there's more. Go. There's Hunter again. This time in the back of a limo in South Korea, the day after his China trip. And there's no footage of him getting off the plane, but somehow there he is in the vice president's motorcade. And it didn't take long before Hunter ventured off on his own, using Air Force Two as a connecting leg to the Philippines. 
And once again, his business partner, Vice President Joe Biden, advertised to Asia that Hunter was ready to do business. And as I speak, my son has just boarded, my grown son has just boarded a plane, an aircraft. He's heading to the Philippines. His name is Hunter Biden. He's chairman of the World Food Program, USA. And he's going there, out in the field, like so many of you did. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That was December of 2013, almost 10 years ago. They were using humanitarian work as cover for the Biden crime family syndicate business operations. To say that these two guys weren't in business when they were commingling finances, their bank records, he was paying for Joe's burner phone, Joe was paying for his such and such. This is not how parents and children operate. We know. Don't get me started on the aliases, that global phone. This is not what honest people do, clearly. And didn't the Clintons have some kind of humanitarian thing that was set up oh, the, the Clinton Foundation? The Clinton the, Crime Family Foundation, yes, that's right. Yes, they did the same thing. This is the same. This goes back to what you always say. Yeah. The playbook. Mm. They all use the same playbook. Jake Sullivan has been a key player in the Clinton Crime Family Foundation. It's kind of cool how they just roll over into the next iteration of filth. Well, it's just him building his resume. That's so true. you want the guy that already knows how it rolls. If you're going to work for Klaus Schwab at some point, you need to have some things that you can notch on your bedpost. What's better than a Biden here and a Clinton there? Bingo. So... Then Jesse says this, and this is very interesting because it opens the door to Hunter Biden's meetings with the Burisma owner. You know, the guy who says he's got 20 different audio recordings, a couple with Joe, the rest with Hunter, that prove Joe and Hunter accepted bribes. They sold access to the office of the vice presidency. And he's got it all on tape. Audio soundbite number six. After flying all over Asia on our dime, Hunter hopped back on his business partner's jet, Air Force Two, to hit Italy in 2016. There he is shaking hands with the Italian prime minister. It's funny, Hunter had just been to Italy on a family vacation with his father. There they are. And a year before that, in 2014, Hunter met the owner of Burisma in Italy. So Primetime's wondering, was Hunter hitching rides on Air Force Two to meet with the Burisma owner? Mm. Strong possibility. You know, what we didn't even get into is how his laptop revealed that in 2016, Hunter emailed his Mexican business partner from Air Force Two, telling him we're arriving late tonight on Air Force Two to Mexico City. I'm attending a meeting with president and dad. This was the same business partner Hunter ended up bringing to the White House. Carlos Slim, the richest man in Mexico, the billionaire who has a massive stake in the New York Times. Why is Joe Biden taking his son to business meetings with the Mexican president. Well, 
you know, when you're using burner phones, you have 17 shell companies, you're dodging taxes, you're kind of announcing to the world that you're committing crimes. Are you not? Not to mention the recent discovery that Joe Biden himself used at least three different aliases in official emails while he was vice president. Hillary did that, too, by the way. And he did so, including emails from Ukraine in which Hunter was copied. Joe Biden was emailing his official foreign travel schedule. Schedules of Biden's calls with the president of Ukraine to his son as Hunter sat on the dirty Ukrainian company's board. You know, this is something business partners do. And they may still be doing it. Huh. It's just all so obvious, is it not? It's going to feel pretty obvious to you. I say give it two weeks. Give it two weeks with Field of Greens. And then report back and see how you feel. You know, other drinks that use a scoop of a powder that you put in water and you shake up and they say, hey, we're going to help you get your daily allowance of fruits and vegetables. They give you the extracts of those common produce department items. Field of Greens gives you the entire whole organic fruits and vegetables, not a watered down supplement. And Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient, and I'm talking beets, I'm talking barley grass, kale, parsley, green bananas, cherries, raspberries, strawberries, and cranberries. Each fruit and vegetable is selected scientifically chosen to support vital organs, including your heart, your lungs, and your kidney health. You're going to see the effects. You're going to feel the effects with your digestion. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code Wendy, save 15% on your first order. You got nothing to lose. Why not try it? It's a good price today. 15% off fieldofgreens.com. You know, when we come back, we've got so much more to talk about. CNN, though, did something very unusual last night, and maybe some people didn't pay attention to it. It's a full-on pivot. We are starting to see the mainstream legacy propagandist media distance uh, itself from Joe Biden. And for CNN to be the example is a pretty big deal. I've got proof. You decide next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. One thing that we can say as the silver lining of this ridiculous and dirty chapter of American history is that we have gotten better at identifying the playbook. We have gotten faster at our ability to detect the players and the plan, right? It doesn't take long for us now to see through something and to hear them project what is coming. Why do we know, ladies and gentlemen, that COVID is coming back and it's bringing with it ridiculous measures that sucked the first time and that nearly tanked our American economy? How do we know this? Because they're putting it out there. 
CDC starts buying up uh, PPE and trying to, you know, the federal government buying vaccine doses from this different company. And they're buying masks at such and such school. And this historically black college has instituted a masking mandate. All of these little things are sprinkled in your world to grease it so that when they drop the bomb on you, they pull out the rug from underneath you. They shut you down. They trample your constitutional rights. You're kind of prepared for it. Right. And so you're supposed to just accept it. Oh, boy. CNN yesterday said this quiet part out loud. They have a guy. His name is Ellie. Where is his last name? Honig. Ellie Honig. He is a senior legal analyst. He's talking to some gal at CNN. And they're talking about how perplexing it is, how Biden's DOJ is operating in light of this investigation into Hunter Biden and whether or not Joe was a part of it and all this stuff. CNN is saying they're finding it worrisome now that it seems like Joe Biden's DOJ is politicized. Why ever would they say this? you stuck around here. So when we look at this, this evolution, it really is quite the evolution in a fairly short period of time, according to the New York Times. I know you've noted on multiple occasions just how long this investigation had dragged on. Have you ever seen a federal case play out like this before? No, Erica, it's really inexplicable to me. I mean, first we had basically five years of behind the scenes investigation with no transparency, no action, and some questions being asked, what's taken so long? But in the last couple months, we've seen a pattern here, and Marshall just laid it out. We've now seen it play out two or three separate times. DOJ moves towards a very lenient disposition. They're just about to lock in that lenient disposition. And then there arises pressure, either through whistleblower testimony or through public scrutiny. And then DOJ backs off and says, actually, we're not going to do that now that it's been called out. We're going to try to up it a little bit. And then that happened again. And then they go all the way to appointing special counsel, the same guy who's been presiding over the case for five plus years already. So I genuinely am perplexed by what DOJ is doing here. I think they've made a real mess for themselves and now they're going to have to deal with the consequences of it. So in terms of the mess and those consequences, uh, look, public trust is certainly one of them. Is there anything that you see that DOJ could do based on your experience, right, as a former federal prosecutor to restore public confidence in this investigation? Is the only way to fix this a trial? Uh, it may be, Erica. You know, DOJ's sort of been in a darned if they do, darned if they don't posture on this from the start, but they've made it way worse by sort of careening back and forth here. It may well be that any deal is never going to be accepted as fair. So if I'm in David Weiss's shoes here, heaven help me, I would just say, look, we're charging everything we have. We're not in position to make a deal. It'll go to trial and we'll let the jury decide this. I think that's the only way to restore any credibility to this matter. Ellie, appreciate it as always, my friend. Ellie, certainly appreciate that as you allow us to then pivot in our stance on the Biden crime family, right? That was very important and very telling. They're calling out Biden's DOJ for being incompetent, compromised, and now saying that perhaps the only solution is for Hunter Biden to stand trial, at which point... One would imagine Hunter Biden would play his trump card, which is throwing Joe under the bus.
They're saying it. They're not going to be backing Joe Biden. They know he has already lost. They know that there is no one that they can put up against Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to win. This is the beginning of the the machinations of the Heisman distance, right? How do we know that they're saying lockdowns are coming back? How do we? They've told us. I have the proof. You decide. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program, moments away.